This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. Uh, first uh, episode of 2022, very exciting. Um, quite a bit has happened, and by that I mean like two things have really happened in the break. Uh, Purdue lost when they were number one. I believe that happened like the day the last episode or the night before the last episode was posted, so that's great. And then, um, yeah, the two last undefeated teams in NCAA D1 got beat, so now congratulations, IU fans, get another year of bragging rights. Um, I still don't understand why they – I just want someone – go undefeated, please. Someone just, I just need everyone, all the IU fans, to shut up about it. Anyway, um, over this past weekend, something very special happened for my high school. Both our boys and girls basketball teams won the county tournament, which is huge. Securing the bell, just awesome. I wish I could have been there, but I had to work on that Saturday up here so i unfortunately missed it but um huge accomplishment first time in school history that both have won it and um it's definitely that's definitely a wave that will be carried on forever because in my area county tournament is so important you just get bragging rights the rest of the year you get like i said the bell which was originally made at my high school so bringing it back home, even though the original is in the Hall of Fame, the the bringing the bringing it back home is something very special that we always look forward to every year. And um, yeah, with that, I mean, my school's a one A school, which is the smallest class you can be for uh, Indiana. My graduating class was thirty people, so um, yeah, I went to a pretty small school. And um, with this, I wanted to talk about. Never, never discredit smaller schools because it's something I've heard quite a bit, especially, you know, coming from a super small school like mine to now coming to Trine, we're NCAA D3. And um, I'm going to be honest, I going in, coming here, I was like, man, it'd be cool to watch games, but I mean, like, I'm used to watching Purdue and all that, so I don't know, like, if it's going to, hit me the same way and it totally does and I'm sorry that I ever thought that way and um man I never count out small schools just um never do it we're gonna get into it but um yeah that's today's episode so when I came here my freshman year I didn't really go to a lot of basketball games I went to quite a few uh, some, no, it's not like I was going to every game like I do now. And it's not even just cause I have work every game. Like I working or not, I'm going to go to a basketball game now in MTI. And, uh, I don't know what it was really. If it was just, I want to say it was homework cause I was an engineering at that point. I think that was part of it. And it was like, whenever I was just very bored, hadn't, Nothing else to do. I was like, yeah, I'll go to a basketball game. And um, that first, my freshman year, our men's team 
was real was pretty good, and our uh, women's team was going to NCAA tournament. And then of course March of my freshman year was COVID. That hit had to shut everything down, and they were on their way. And that was really a the first point in time where I was like, oh wait, like because when I remember hearing, I think that we had beat Hope that year. And I was saying, like, people were saying, oh, like, they beat number three Hope. I, I think I'm remembering right. I was, like, I was kind of thinking, like, man, it, there really is just, like, it's the same as D1, honestly. And it's, like, man, just all these rivalries, they matter. And, I mean, the Try and Hope rivalry now in women's is – must-see TV, and, uh, yeah, but I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. I'm going to have to, definitely going to have to go to more games next year. You know, it was after everything, and uh, I got to go to one game, one or two games last year. I think, I think they were both exhibition games, and I went to those, and then they shot everything, and they're like, okay, yeah, no one's going to be allowed in MTI unless you're like uh invited by a player. And um I just so that's when I decided like, man, I want to get in the building. And that's when I was like, let me do broadcasting and all that. I've I've told I told the story in the last episode. So um yeah now I'm a hundred percent in it. And and I remember I would be telling friends like man and it's like before I was really into it and all that. It's still like my freshman year. I was like, man, like to me, D3 just seems like it's only a step above high school. And that is f- so far from the truth. And again, I'm sorry if I ever that, that I ever thought that way. Yeah, sure. It's not. Well, I you can't even say that. It's like, yeah, it's not D1 level, but our women's basketball team here at Trine went to Butler, played in Hinkle Fieldhouse, only the most historic gym and venue all in America and they lose by seven to Butler in an exhibition game. So they're everyone's capable. Okay. Like we have an all American here at Trine for men's women. And we had a preseason all American. She's looking to be an all American at the end of the year on a women, our women's team. You just cannot discredit because, man, it's it's their it's also like their dreams, you know. I never got offered to play college basketball because I wasn't good. But if I would have been offered to a D to a D three, absolutely, I'm I was gonna, I would have taken it. Again, I w- would not have been offered what whatsoever. But um, yeah, I would have taken it. You give me four more years to play basketball. Yeah, I'm doing it. It's what I care about. I love it so much, and I'm going to get an education while I'm doing it. And, uh, yeah, it's just people living out, trying to finish out the game that they love the way that they want. And because of it, they might go further on. We don't know. Yeah, but never discredit just because, like, oh, someone 
oh yeah, well you're only a D three player or something like that. And like, it doesn't matter. Like an NCAA athlete is an NCAA athlete. It's incredible. It's so amazing to watch. I'm, and all I can't believe at trying we get in free students. We get in free, right? And I mean, I see some people there at the games, but we got these both our uh, teams started out top ten this season. Women's team is still in the top ten, and I just don't see that many people at games, and. I just don't get it because it's the best entertainment you can get. And at this, at this level, like they're both so good and just not that many people go. And, uh, it kind of upsets me because, Oh, I bet they think the same things. Like, yeah, well, I mean, like, Duke's playing tonight. I'm not going to miss that. It's like, come on. It's your, it's your school. They're really good. I don't know why you don't go. But, um, yeah, with that, I wanted to transition. That's about trying, right, in all D3 schools. And, you know, I hate to mention them, talking about D3 schools. Hope women's basketball is probably the greatest we've ever seen. They're on like a 70-game win streak at this point. Haven't lost since 2019. And, um, yeah, they're rolling. I hate to mention it because that's their number one rival, but, yeah, I give it up where credit is due. But, uh, man, trying so close. If you want to keep up on that series, we're so close. Just right there, I'm telling you. But, um... So I want to transition into uh, smaller D1 schools now because every year March Madness, I mean, there's always got to, there's got to be a Cinderella, right? Last year, I guess it was like technically UCLA because they were like a 10 seed and they kept going and going to the Final Four. But I mean, come on, they're in the Pac-12. It's not really a Cinderella. True Cinderella is Butler and what they did in those two years uh, 2010, 2011, just, and it was enough for them to get to like the sweet 16. We were like, okay, it's gotta stop soon. Right. But then no, they kept on going. They play Duke in national championship game in Indy. And just, Gordon Hayward was three inches away. Not even, probably not even three, probably an inch away from taking down Goliath, Duke, with Kyle Singler, John Shire. Just, I think, were the, were the Plumleys there? I think Miles might have been. Brian Zubek was there. Uh, Nolan Smith, he's, he was really good in college, didn't pan out in the NBA. But, um, Yeah, that's a true Cinderella, and that's what we're always rooting for, right? It's like, man, I would love just see just whoever makes it. The longest, for the longest time, we're saying, wherever, whenever a 16 beats a 1, I'm going to remember where I was. And I do remember where I was. I was at home watching the game when UMBC took down Virginia. 
And don't get me started, Virginia, yes, I get it. It's the greatest comeback story ever. You lose your first one seed to lose a 16 seed, and then you go on to win championship next year. Uh, that Purdue-Virginia game uh, still kind of uh, still gets me a little bit, like right in my core because of that game, and I was at that game. And, uh, man, so close, just so close. It pains me. Yeah, but we always want to see it like when a, when like Lehigh beat Duke, fifteen beating to two. Then you had uh, McNeese State, no Norfolk State beating Missouri, fifteen beating to two. You're like, you. That's what you want. Maybe not if you got money on the bracket. Which is that allowed under NCAA? I don't know. I've never had money on a bracket. If that's what you're asking, but uh, if you do. Like, if you're in, like, an office pool or something like that. I don't know. Just, um... I mean, you don't really want that, but at the same time, you're always rooting for the underdog, right? Come on, be real with me. You're rooting for your... Unless if it's your team playing them, you're rooting for the underdog. Kind of like when, uh... Oh, what was that? Middle Tennessee. Or Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee beat Michigan State. I was pumped, right? Like, Michigan State had just beat Purdue in the Big Ten Championship, I believe. I was pumped to see that. And then Purdue made their way a little bit, but then got uh, stomped by Kansas, Josh Jackson, and all of them. That that one still kind of stings, too. Not really. I mean, it's Kansas. They're a number one seed. But, man... Those teams were good. So, anyway, um, and also, the pretty much, like, other than, like, in, like, the 50s or 60s, like, with all these small teams going into it, the really, like, good small school team to, like, make it quite a ways, Indiana State. And it's one guy on the team, Larry Bird. I mean... I think even Larry will tell you that he's the only guy on that team. Everyone's just passing to Larry. But um, Indiana State, he started out at IU, then dropped out, then took him a while to get back into it. Then he went to Indiana State and then takes him to the Final Four. Of course, he runs into Magic Johnson, and that starts out the greatest rivalry we've ever seen between two individuals in the sport. It's tough to say in sports because I'm I'm willing to go there in sports because, like, baseball, what's the most prominent one? Ty Cobb and, um, oh, can't remember him right now. Honus Wagner. Yeah, Ty Cobb and Honus Wagner. That's, like, your number one pretty much because it was, like, Babe Ruth didn't have any one. At least I don't think. But, uh, yeah, I'm willing to go there to say that Bird and Magic are the greatest one-on-one rivalry in sports. Yeah, but Indiana State, Michigan State, it was the most watched television. It was the most watched game at that point, and it stayed like that. It might still be that way. I think it got broken. Maybe, I not 100% sure, but it was longstanding for the record of that game. And 
Again, they got so close. They're so close, but yet so far. That one was a little bit more of a uh, kind of blowout. Not really, but it's definitely not Butler-Duke where you're losing by two. And, um, yeah, the small colleges. I guess technically Gonzaga is like a smaller school because they're in like a mid-major conference and all that. No, they're not. Like, they've been good enough. They've been good enough for long enough that it's just like, okay, yeah, no, you guys are all right. You guys are definitely a powerhouse. But, um, yeah, but Larry Bird, now we're going to transition into high school. Larry Bird is from one of the smaller schools in the state of Indiana, Springs Valley. I mean, at that point in time, it was all single-class basketball, so smaller schools were playing the biggest schools ever. And it's like, he's from a small school. I mean, their their team made it. I don't know how far Larry Bird's team made it. But, hey, he made it out, and he definitely showed that small school basketball is not terrible. And um, one of the greatest stories in Indiana basketball is about one of the small schools beating Goliath. Talked about it before, Milan, 1954, going up against Muncie Central, who is still one of the better, best programs ever. I don't know about recently, but they, they've won like eight championships. And, um, yeah, and it's just Bobby Plump, Ray Kraft, and all the other guys just playing basketball the way they want. Now, when it comes to the championship game, I get it. They held the ball. I don't care. They, they still won. And also, there's a movie based on it, but they didn't really show them holding the ball. I don't care. Because they got that final shot in there. That's all that matters. Bobby Plump going to the elbow. Or Jimmy Chitwood, if you're a Hoosiers fan, hits the shot to win. I don't care about if you, if they held the ball or not, okay? I've been in situations where my team has had to hold the ball to win. And we got clowned for it. Okay? But in the end, we won. We did what we had to do. And we got it. And, and that brings up a whole story. I will not get into that. But, yeah, we held the ball. Okay? We won. It's not, it's not like, the best way to do it. But it's better than losing our chances, chances altogether and losing it terribly. We're playing the odds. Which is what you got to do, like, I don't know, 60% of the time in basketball, in my opinion. You got to play the odds. What does this player like to do? What are their tendencies? Okay, take that away. Or what are their tendencies on defense that you can expose? Just You're just doing what the scouting report is saying and what your roster is telling you. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, but greatest story ever, I think, in all of basketball is Milan. And it's kind of a little skewed from Hoosiers because, like, they're, 
I said, I said before, like Hoosiers treats as if that team was complete garbage the year before, but they made it to the state final or maybe even the, it was the final four of the state championship, but they lost. So they were just running it back. And, uh, yeah, it's just the greatest story, I think, in all of basketball. And it's I don't know of anything that can top it, if I'm being honest. Well, besides, like, the 16 beating the 1. But in a way, that was a 16 beating a 1 for Milan. I mean, they here's on their way to the championship, they beat Oscar Robertson and Christmas Addicts, who would then go on to win two in a row in 55 and 56. So they got past them. Then they go up against Buzzy Central, like I said, great one of the greater teams in Indiana high school basketball. And they win. They just win. And it's just amazing to just go back and see what this team had to do. If you ever go into Milan, they have a whole museum there. If you go into the high school gym, they have the banners, uh, encased in a like plexiglass and I played at Milan like uh on a road on the road we played there and I'm not gonna lie those banners are intimidating like it has state finalists 53 state champs 54 and I don't know how it was for everyone else but I knew what those banners meant and they are intimidating. They're just got the right amount of age on them. It's kind of like an old baseball, you know, when you look, it's got that whole waxy kind of orangish brownish color. It's like that, but it's encased. And you're kind of like, and this is where it happened. And that's, it's uh, definitely an eye opener. But, um, yeah, it's just never count out small schools. And I'm going to go back to my school because, you know, I mean, it's my podcast. So, of course, I'm going to talk about my own things. But um, my high school was the first ever team in the class, in the four class basketball era to go undefeated as a 1A team. There were two teams that did it the year before we did it. But they were in 2A and 4A. But Waldron, coached by Jason Delaney, 27-0. And if you don't recognize Jason Delaney, he moved on. I forget where he went right after Waldron. He was only at Waldron for like a year. It was his first year. And he left after we went undefeated, in which I guarantee the phone was ringing off the charts for job openings. But he ended up going on to Indiana Tech, where... He would coach Trey Lyles, NBA player, went to Kentucky, and uh, C.J. Walker, who he was just at Ohio State. He he right after high school, he went to Florida State, transferred to Ohio State, and now he's at Cathedral, where I just saw they have two McDonald's All Americans on their team. So, big shout out to Coach Delaney. But um, yeah, we're the first team to do it. 27-0, we had the really good, really good twins that could just did not they scored and rebounded all they did everything. One of them ended up being Indiana All-Star. 
Um, my fifth and sixth grade coach was on that team. He was our point guard. Just, and some of them, a lot of them are still in the community. Like I, I know when I was still in high school, I would see my fifth and sixth grade coach was on a team. He'd go, he'd be at our games all the time. Then he would be at basketball camps where he would bring his kids. And it's just like bringing them back and all that. And it's just, it's great to see that they, they would stick around, you know, and the twins, they're, they're around. I see they, they're uh, next door neighbors to, they were next door neighbors to my grandma. Like I know them. Right. And apparently I was at the state championship game, but I was three years old. I don't remember it. Unfortunately, but, yeah, first team to go undefeated in 1A. I don't know if anyone's – has anyone done it since? Hang on, I'm on the uh, IHSA list right now. Yeah, no one has done it since. Or maybe it would have happened. So, last year – no, 1920 got canceled. 2021, I think it's it had to still went on, right? Someone might have done it. This isn't up to date per se. There have been teams that have been close. I'll tell you that they have been close. Yeah, but first team go undefeated in one A basketball. And I still have newspapers, and they came out of a whole booklet full of articles about that team. There's just, it's the first and only championship we have. And that banner hangs up. And that's something where when you walk out to practice, I would look at it every day. Just because, I mean, it's what you want to work toward, right? I mean, you don't play basketball a lot some people do it for fun but in indiana you're well for us it's like win a county championship which happened my freshman year but it wasn't on varsity when it happened then you gotta go to sectionals you gotta win sectionals go to regionals win regional semi-state win that state that's what matters and we weren't the best team around in the regular season but we put up a fight when it came to sectionals because guess what? Everyone gets their chance. It's not like the NCAA where you get the automatic bids and, oh, they won their conference. They're, they're automatically in. You don't get the at-large bids. Like, no, 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 no. Everyone resets, and you're going at it. And you're playing teams that you've seen before. you got to bring out a bunch of stuff to get, to get them – to catch them off guard. And, man, sectionals is always so fun. And even, like, when we would lose, just the experience of it was incredible. Man, wish we, wish we would have got one, man. That would have been definitely a moment forever. But uh, also, I want to talk about some other players that – um went to 1A schools where now, which really I can only think about Eric Hunter and Caleb first on Purdue. 
I think Caleb first team Blackhawk Christian, I think they moved up to 2A because they dominated forever. Like they only got one championship in 1819, but they were a force to reckon with. And um, Eric Hunter went to Tinley, which is if uh, my uh, our sister school, they won a championship in 2018. And they had to go through Eric Hunter and Tinley in regionals. And they ended up doing it. And we were always like, man, if they make it to state and they play Blackhawk Christian, I don't know how it's going to go. It's going to be a good game, but I don't know how it's going to go. But then they ended up not playing Blackhawk Christian and blew out uh, Southwood. Southwood. Man, just... Just talking about small school basketball gets me every time just because I've been with, I've been a part of it my whole life, right? Like the closest uh, bigger school to me is, was either Shelbyville or Greensburg. Didn't really, didn't really uh, do much with Shelbyville. Played there a couple times, but Greensburg, they're a 3A. They won state two years in a row, and that was huge around us, but we were still. But, I mean, yeah, it was cool, but it's not like I went to the game or anything for state. It was like, oh, man, that's cool. By the way, Brian McIntosh, who, if, if you remember, he played at Northwestern. He's from, he went to Greensburg. So, I never got to see them, though. They were, I just never did because we would always go to Waldron games. And this is when I was still in middle school. And, uh, yeah, we always went to Waldron games. And I'm fine with it. I mean, why would I when why would I go to Greensburg when I can walk in, just go to Walter and watch games and know these guys I know? So we always did that. But every every school around me is a small school. Like almost everyone is a one A around me. There's a couple two A's. But even then, like they were schools that were 1A and moved up like a year or so before we were playing each other. And I never played a 4A except for Shelbyville. And um, it's, it's cool playing a 4A, I'll tell you that. The gyms are massive, I'll tell you right now. But um, nothing better than... Even if you're in a cracker box, you still feel very cool about it. Like, I played in a Hoosier gym. That's, like, it's one of the smaller gyms ever. And it was 1A versus 1A. And it was one of the better games. I've. It's the best. It's the coolest thing I've ever done. It's the best game I've ever been a part of. I'll tell you that right now. And uh, I think to close... With this, I'm sorry if this is so disjointed. I'm like remembering stuff all at once, and it's all coming back to me. But um, I want to tell you about one of the best games I've ever watched. I wasn't a part of it, kind of. I was in the band when this happened, but I was I was watching the game. Um, it was our girls basketball sectional final. So on a Saturday. Saturday night, Saturday night basketball, sectional finals, nothing better. 
because it's all like tension, cut of a knife, palpable, whatever you want to call it. Any uh, synonym to tense fits it perfectly because it's all right there and it's all for the taking. So our women's basketball team, our girls basketball team was playing and this is my senior year. So like a lot of the ones, a lot of the girls that were playing, I had class with them forever. And, um, they were playing Jackson Dell, who is, I think this is a fair assessment here. Um, Jackson Dell to Waldron is hope to Trine. Just there, it's always like, yes, we're we were good, but they were just, they were just so they were just a little bit better. Not even a lot. They were right there each time. And came out of sectional final. And we played with them for sure. And um, it ended up being, hang on, I need to look this up to be sure. Okay, so I just looked this up. Apparently it took place on a Monday. I do not remember that. I could have swore that was a Saturday night game. Anyway, um... I witnessed the longest girls basketball game in the history of state basketball. And man, I hate reading this article because it's about Jacksonville's sectional championship. Game started at 7:30. Two and a half hours later, the game was there. Five overtimes. 20 extra minutes. And we had both teams had to go deep into their bench just because, I mean, yeah, five overtimes. I'm definitely fouling out. I don't know about anyone else. I am. And, yeah, it's just longest IHS a girls basketball tournament history. Just insane. It was the best game I had ever been a part of until I had, uh, well, I had ever witnessed until I had, uh, when I went to the Purdue Virginia game in Louisville, that was like, it was a step under this one just cause I mean, it's my own school, but then the MIAA tournament came around last year. Our men's team wins in dramatic fashion. And I was up and that finally overtook it, but it's still there. It's the number it's the second best game I've ever seen in my life. And it's just like Sure, if that can happen in a big time basketball, like larger schools. But it it's not the it doesn't feel the same, you know? Because it's just a, everyone's on the same level just going as hard as they can. And it's hopefully your game can go down in history if you're playing hard enough, right? But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give a little bit of uh, school pride on both ends from high school and college just because 
I feel like I feel like they feel like smaller schools. They I don't feel like I know smaller schools get disrespected. Just plain and simple. And just don't ever say that the people on the floor are not capable, right? Just don't ever do that. So, um, yeah, I believe that will be it for this week's episode. Uh, again, sorry if this is a little all over the place, but uh, this topic had a lot of things I had to go through. Like I had some bullet points and then other stuff came up and before those bullet points. So yeah, might've been bouncing around a little bit, but hopefully, um, you won't, no one will ever discredit smaller schools again. And that's all I care about. If that, if that happens, I'm good. So with that, uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at DEverhard00. Sorry, the mic just fell. That kind of scared me. But um, yeah, at DEverhard00 on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.